Well, hey everyone, my name is Steven and I am one of the pastors here at Journey Church. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that this helps you on your walk with Jesus, but also that it encourages you to get plugged into a local community of believers. Hey, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that being isolated from others is not how God intended us to live. So be sure to use this resource in conjunction with being plugged into your local church. Hey, we hope you enjoy this message from God's Word. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 22, it says these words. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went out to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. And it had been told them. And at the end of the eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Well, welcome to you this evening. Thank you for being a part of this Christmas Eve service. We had a wonderful uh, Christmas Eve service at 3 p.m. It's great to be able to do it again here at 5, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to be here and to worship together uh, here in this Christmas Eve. Christmas is such a wonderful time of year. Uh, this idea of Christmas, the word Christmas itself means Christ, who is the Messiah, Mass, who, which is an assembly together, people assembling together to worship the Lord, to recognize that the reason we gather, the reason we celebrate this holiday, by the way, the word holiday is holy day. That's where we get the idea of a holiday. It's a holy day. We come together to celebrate because of the greatest gift ever given to mankind, and that is 
the Son of God, Jesus himself. This is a season of giving. It's also a season, we, it seems like a, a season of shopping. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten all of your your shopping done. I hope you've gotten it done by now, but I know that it can be a stressful time. It can be a, um, a worrisome time, an anxiety-filled time as you are shopping for Christmas. I, I heard a story of a couple of guys. It was about four days before Christmas. They decided they wanted to go out on their sailboat. They lived in um, Florida. Their wives were out shopping, and these two men decided they're going to go out on the sailboat. They went out into the ocean, and a storm arose. That storm really pushed the boat everywhere. It forced them into a sandbar. They were stuck in the middle of the ocean on a sandbar. They had to get out. They were, they were knee deep in the sand, in the mud. They were trying as hard as they could to get the boat um, unstuck. It took several, several hours uh, of getting the boat unstuck. And one guy turned to another and said, this beats a day of shopping for Christmas any day uh, of the week. That's how many people feel about shopping. Anything will beat this idea of shopping. Today, I want to talk to you about gifts. In particular, I want to talk to you about a gift. But in preparation for this, I thought, I'm going to ask some people, what is the worst gift that they had ever received at Christmas time? I asked a few people, and I had three answers that I really liked that I wanted to share with you today. One person told me this, that when they were, uh, when they were uh, a kid, they received a gift. It was a gift that came from their aunt. The aunt gave them a little wooden puzzle, pop-out puzzle, and it said on the, uh, on the puzzle eight, for ages two to four, the only problem was he was 14 when he got this gift from his aunt. That's, to me, that's the worst gift when you get something that's like that. Um, another person had told me about their grandmother who unfortunately had lost both of her legs. They were amputated because of uh, diabetic condition. Uh, a couple years later, after that that had happened uh, in uh, from uh, she got a gift from one of the friends and the uh, the gift was a pair of socks on this person who had had uh, two amputations. I thought that's a pretty thoughtless gift uh, to give at that time as well. Another gift I'd heard somebody said was they had several video games that they owned, and they took the video games, they had taken them into their parents' room, and they forgot them, they left them in the parents' room. The wife, the mom, had assumed the dad had purchased these for Christmas, so he wrapped up all of these video games, put them, or she put, wrapped them all up, put them under the tree, and so the kid that morning opened all of these gifts, and they were all the video games he already owned. I thought, that, that's a heartless gift as well. There was an American Express survey, and the American Express survey asked people just to rate, what is the worst Christmas gift? And I bet you can come up with the answer of what the worst Christmas gift is. According to this American Express survey, the worst Christmas gift was fruitcake. That's the worst Christmas gift. In fact, that rates lower than not even getting a gift at all. People would rather not get a gift than get a fruitcake as a gift. Now, I know some of you are saying right away, wait a second, I have the best recipe for fruitcake in the world. You have to try mine. No, you don't. Uh, that's all I can say. You don't. It's not, uh, no, nobody wants that. Just give it up. It's not something that's going to, uh, to really win friends and influence people in any way. Just give that up. Well, I want to talk not about the worst gift. Today, I want to talk about what is the best gift that has ever been given. Christmas is all about God's giving of a gift to humanity. In the Bible, 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, you find what I believe is the quintessential Christmas verse in the Bible. It's not in the nativity scene. It's not a part of the beginning of the Gospels. It is something written by the Apostle Paul. In fact, it's so profound, I believe it should be on every Christmas card, every greeting card at Christmas time. Paul's words were these. He said it this way. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Let's pray as we begin. Father, during this brief time that we have talking about the gift of your son coming to humanity, I pray, Lord, that you would open up every heart and open up every mind to receive your truth, that we as people would receive the greatest gift ever given, and that is the gift of your son, the gift of salvation, the gift of freedom from sin, the gift of eternity with you, Lord. Help us to have hearts ready to receive from you now. Be with us and teach us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you just briefly. This is a very brief message today, and then we're going to get on to the candle lighting part uh, of the service here today. But I want to speak to you briefly about Paul's idea of an indescribable gift. Now, Paul was a brilliant man. Paul was a theologian. Paul wrote a majority of the New Testament. I think he understood and, and really understood the concepts of the Bible, the theology of the Bible, better than anyone that we could possibly know. Paul, in describing the gift of Jesus to the world, can't come up with an adjective that describes how amazing this gift is. So he uses the word and the phrase, indescribable. This gift is so profound that it, you can't even wrap your brains around it. You can't wrap your thoughts around it. You can't bring words to encompass it. It is indescribable. And that's how Paul approached this. Knowing God's gift is indescribable, I want to try to come up with four observations about this gift that has been given to the world and gifts as a whole. And so let's go through these four observations just quickly this evening to prepare our hearts for the Christmas day. First of all, number one, gifts are undeserved. If a gift is deserved, then it isn't a gift, it's a reward. Gifts are undeserved. Gifts are something that, that is not earned, it's not deserved, it's something that is given by God in this particular case. Now, how many of you, just be honest with me tonight, how many of you have hard times receiving gifts? Anybody like that at all? How many of you feel like, I don't, deserve it, and I have a hard time receiving it. Gifts are undeserved. We can't deserve them because if we deserve them, it would be a reward. How many of you, this scenario happens? Somebody comes to your door, they have a gift in hand, and your first thought is not, wow, that is so thoughtful. Your first thought is, I didn't get you anything. I've got to hurry to the store and get you something. You feel obligated. You feel like there's strings attached because you didn't deserve this, and so now you have to do something to pay back the gift that was given. Gifts are undeserved. The gift of God's Son at Christmas time is the most undeserved gift among all of humanity. No one deserves it. 
In fact, if we got what we deserve from God at Christmas, what we would get is punishment. We would get eternal hell. That's what we would get because that's what mankind has deserved. God has given to undeserving people the gift of his son. It says in Psalm 103 verse 10, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. There is, that, that is something to be thankful for. In fact, you should be rejoicing about that. If God dealt with us according to our sins, we couldn't stand. If God dealt with us according to our sins, we would have no hope. We would be facing hell forever. That's how we deserve. That's what we deserve because our sins. But he does not deal with us according to our sins. He doesn't deal with us according to our iniquities. 1 Timothy 1.15. The saying is trustworthy, Paul says, deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus, Messiah Jesus, came into the world to save sinners of whom I am foremost. I am the foremost sinner, and God came to save me. I don't deserve it. I can't possibly deserve it. What I deserve is punishment, but what God gave me was a gift. So picture it in your mind this way. Have you ever had somebody in your life that, so just picture this, if you have somebody in your life that is angry with you, Maybe they want to take vengeance out upon you. They're, they're upset with you in some way. And this person comes to the door and knocks on your door. You look out the window, and if you look out the window and see this person that's incredibly upset with you standing on your doorstep, what are you going to do? What are you going to feel? How are you going to address that? You might feel panic. You might feel fear. You might feel worry and stress and anxiety. You might have the fight or flight mechanism kick off in your life. But you go to the door, you answer the door, not knowing what you're going to expect, and all of a sudden, the person pulls out a gift from behind their back, hands it to you, and says, all is forgiven. That's this picture of undeserved gifts that are given. God gave us the gift of his son. What do we get as a result of this gift? Well, we get his son. We get forgiveness for our sins. We get grace and mercy. We get a new life. We get meaning and purpose. We get peace in our hearts. We have an eternal life with him. We have a gift given that we don't deserve. Second thing about gifts is that gifts are not only undeserved, but they're unearned. If you earn it, then it is called a wage. It's not a gift. If you earn it, it's no longer a gift, it is a wage that is paid. When you go to work at whatever job you have, you earn a paycheck. Your paycheck is not just a free gift that is given for nothing. Uh, my son owns a, a construction business. He has employees. He doesn't just let them sit around and do nothing and then just say, hey, here's a gift. I'm going to give you a gift. No, these employees have to work. They do their job. In exchange for their job, they're paid a wage. That's how the world works. If you earned God's gift, it would be a wage, but we can't earn it. There's nothing you can do. There's no performance you can do. There's no works that you can accomplish to earn the gift of God. It's completely unearned. 
It says in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. If it was your own doing, that's a wage. That's earning it. But you can't do it. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. So a gift is undeserved. It's unearned. Number three, gifts are motivated by love. Love is the real basis for the gift given. God's gift is motivated by a loving heart to save humanity. That's the gift of Jesus at Christmas time. He gave his son, John 3, 16, a verse all of you should know, have memorized, you've seen it enough, you've heard it enough. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he, what? Gave. That he gave. He gave. It's a gift to undeserved, unearning people. He gave his gift. He gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. 1 John 3.16 says it this way. The love of God was revealed among us by this, that God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atonement for our sins. He gave a gift to the world out of a motive of love to undeserving, unearning people. It's an incredible gift. A gift that was given that you can't pay back, that you can't quickly go to the store and shop for and buy something to give back. It's a gift that is given to undeserved, unearning people Motivated by the love of God. Finally, number four of this indescribable gift, gifts must be willingly received. This is where it all comes home. Because this is your part and my part here today. The gift has to be received. God gave a gift, reached out to humanity, to undeserving, unearning people, it was motivated by his love. And the gift is everything. It's salvation in this gift. It's forgiveness of your sins. It's eternal life. It's a new life, becoming a new creation. Everything is wrapped up in this gift. He hands it to you, and now it's up to you. What are you going to do with it? Well, for some of you, you may say, nah, uh-uh, I don't want that. No, thank you. I didn't get you anything. I don't want anything in return. I don't want that gift. I don't like that gift. I don't need that gift. That may be one way that you handle it. Others of you may say, well, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. I'm going to think about whether I really want this gift or not. Others will say, yes, I want that gift. I need that gift. That's the gift I have been looking for. It's the gift I've been dreaming of all my life. I didn't even realize how much I needed this, but I will willingly take that gift from you that you are offering to me, God. John chapter 1, here's what it says in verse 12. But whoever did receive him, 
receive the gift. Whoever received the gift, willingly receive it. Those trusting in his name, to these he gave the right to become children of God. There is no other way to become a child of God without a willingness to receive the gift that he offers to humanity. What is the gift? An indescribable gift. We can't even wrap our brains around it. We can't put words around this. It's so indescribable. What God gave at Christmas time with the birth of his son, the savior of the world, he gave it to undeserving, unearning people who don't deserve it. He was motivated by love. All he asked for us in return is receive it. Will you receive it? Paul says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. See, that's the message of Christmas. The message is an indescribable gift given to humanity. We get caught up in the presents. We get caught up in the baking. We get caught up in the ornaments. We get caught up with all the shopping details. And oftentimes we miss the real reason behind it all. And that is the indescribable gift given by God to the world. So I would encourage you, teach your kids about this gift. Focus your attention during the, during the holy day, the holiday, the holy day, the Christ mass, the Christ assembly, the Christmas, focus it on the gift that was given. Yes, share, enjoy family time, enjoy eating together, but don't lose sight of the gift that was given to humanity. It starts, by the way, with your and my willingness to receive it. Have you received that gift? Have you recognized the indescribable gift that God has offered to us? Have you willingly received it? I know that there are many across this room who have said, yes, I want that gift. I need that gift. I am hopeless without that gift. And you have willingly taken it. And God has come into your life and he's changed every aspect about your life. But there are others here tonight that have not received that gift. You've said, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't need that. Or maybe you've said, "Mm, I'll think about it. I'll wait until later. I hope it's not too late that you're waiting until later and that later becomes too late. And we know how that happens, that tragedies happen in an instant and we're not even ready for them. So make sure tonight that you have received that gift, that you've said yes to the Lord, that you've said, yes, Jesus, come into my heart. I want the gift that you're offering. Thank you, God, for the gift of your son to an undeserving unearning person, but thank you, God, that you were motivated by love to see us saved. I want to pray with you tonight, and then we're going to go into this candle lighting time, which is just a tradition at Christmas Eve. Why why do we light candles, by the way? Because it's a representation that Jesus came to be the light of the world. Do you know that the Christmas tree, it originated in Germany? And they would decorate the Christmas tree with ornaments. And this was about the time of Martin Luther. They would decorate it with ornaments. The ornaments were most often like communion wafers or red cloth. And it was a reminder of the blood of Jesus and and redemption from sin. Martin Luther came in and said, you know what? 
the Christmas tree needs lights. And so they put candles on the tree and they would light the candles because it was a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world. That's why we have lights on a tree today. Did you know that? We have lights on a tree as a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world. We light candles to remind ourselves he is the light of the world. He came to shine light into a dark world. Our world is getting darker and darker by the minute. We desperately need the light of Christ in our hearts, in our communities, in our homes, in order for, for God to become the center of all. If you've not accepted him, you've not accepted the light of God, the gift of God, make this the moment as we prepare our hearts for this candle lighting time. Let's pray. Father, I pray, I just pray, Lord, that you would work on our hearts and, Lord, that we would not leave this place without receiving the gift, the gift of your son. You gave humanity an indescribable gift, the greatest gift ever given. If we got what we deserved, none of us would have any hope. If we got what we deserved, we would all spend eternity in hell apart from you. But because of your indescribable gift, we have the opportunity to have life, to have hope, to have freedom, to have forgiveness, and to have eternity with you. We cannot thank you enough for the gift you gave us at Christmas. We are grateful and thankful. And I pray, Lord, for any in this room who have never received that gift by faith, that right now in, the, in their own hearts, they would simply say, Jesus, I want to receive the gift that you have offered to me. I need that gift. I want that gift. I want to walk with you. I want you to come into my life and forgive me and make me new. Father, thank you for this incredible gift given that we can celebrate here this evening. Father, be with us as we leave. Be with us as we light these candles and help us, Lord, to keep focused on you through this time. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to that message. We hope that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people, and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to Journey, head to our website, journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Your gift helps us to continue providing resources like this every single week. Also, be sure to follow us on social media and check out our website for updates and additional information. Hey, God bless you guys and have a great day.